0: I'm gonna tell you one of my favorite things to do that makes me feel so cared for is I have vegetables for breakfast. Like when I have vegetables for breakfast, I feel like I'm unstoppable. Like, <laughs> that's all I need. when I
1: had That's your thing?
0: Yeah. <laughs> sautéed kale and some um, fermented vegetables and some pastured eggs, I was very happy.
1: We with the type street curb hangers and the feet don't stop. and welcome to move evolutions heal move and evolve podcast where we discuss everything about the pain injury movement competency and performance of the athlete fitness enthusiast musician performing artist anyone who moves for a living and lives to move my name is Richard Simister. I am owner of Move Evolution Physical Therapy. I am a physical therapist, sports, and conditioning specialist. Um,
0: what we've got here is
1: failure to communicate.
0: Americans love a winner and will not tolerate a loser. What are you talking about?
1: My mission is to problem solve, provide you with valuable information and to bring you that much closer towards your life, fitness, and goals.
0: I have come here to chew bubblegum
1: and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. <laughs> oh. From strength to sex to psychedelics, we discuss anything and everything that has to do with your overall physical wellness. Heal, Move, Evolve. And welcome back to the Move Evolution, Heal, Move, and Evolve podcast. And I'm super excited to have a colleague, friend, very special healer, doctor of traditional, traditional Asian medicine specializing in women's health. Dr. Danette Bean, greetings, good afternoon, and salutations. How are you?
0: I'm okay. How are you?
1: Super relaxed. did my walk this morning, my meditation, um, and I'm really excited because I'm talking to you. I've been wanting to pick your brain for years, and before I even start, what did you do for yourself today? Because I follow you on Instagram. I see you oh. doing your Qigong. Uh. What did you do for yourself today, selfishly for yourself, for health, wellness, mental well-being?
0: I'm gonna tell you one of my favorite things to do that makes me feel so cared for is I have vegetables for breakfast. Like when I have vegetables for breakfast, I feel like I'm unstoppable. Like <laughs> that's all I need to I had That's your thing? <laughs> kale. Sauteed kale and some um, fermented vegetables and some pastured eggs. I was very happy.
1: I thought you were going to say jumping jacks or burpees or taking a long walk. You said eating your best. Nothing's wrong with that.
0: Because Nothing's then, you know.
1: That. That's your energy, high energy.
0: High energy. And if you're trying to get in a certain amount by the end of the day, it's harder, I find. You know, I try to get in like five to seven servings, really seven to nine. So when I start yeah. out with with vegetables for breakfast, I'm like, okay, I have, you know, made a dent in service this is the
1: first for me I've never heard <laughs> heard of that but I actually uh, I find that very intriguing vegetables for breakfast that starts with me do you, do you still do you do Qigong often
0: every day yes I do so yes I what, did that for myself too it's all it's part of me so yes it is part. why of do me. you
1: do Qigong do you have a specific daily purpose or mm-hmm. Richard in a month I want to achieve this or I know I have this illness or disease and I'm trying to um, treat that myself. Why Qigong?
0: Oh my gosh, why not? (laughs) Yes, I love Qigong. It is to me, it is everything. I mean, it is, you get to ground and you get to move, you know, you get to promote circulation and it's um, energizing and relaxing. So I do it because it's grounding for me. And um, I know that it helps my, what we say, like your constitution, like we each have our weaknesses. And so it's, the one that I do help specifically for my weaknesses. So yeah, I just start off. That's one of my first things I try to do it before I talk to anyone in my home. But you know, daylight savings, <laughs> or when that when daylight savings happens, it throws <laughs> things off when it's not, then it's not. So yeah,
1: do you use it in your practice and other specific um, movements for? Uh, uh, and we'll talk about your specialties in a moment. Like, um, incontinence, prolapse, pain during urination. Um, do you have a specific Qigong positions movement that you prescribe with your other herbs and treatments?
0: Yes, yes, I do. I do. You know everything always depends on the person you know and mm-hmm. what their goals are. but yes, definitely mm-hmm. and I take into account the seasons. I'm really into that also because we explain. Well, we have a relationship, you know, a very close relationship between the environment and nature and ourselves. And when we live in the city, sometimes it can be harder to remember that because we can turn on the lights, we can make it warmer or colder, but the traditional Asian medicine is really all about the elements being within us. And so when the seasons change, we would say the chi moves to different locations. So when we're in the winter, the chi is more within As we come to spring, it comes out a bit more. Summer is when it's out the most fall, it starts Mm. coming back in. So I think about that with everything that I do with my patients. I think about that with what I recommend and, you know, for certain Qigong as well.
1: Now that Mother Nature is now on crack, no offense to Mother Nature, we give this to you (laughs) and the seeds are all stretched out and warped. Is (laughs) there a correlation between like, you know, we've been in winter too long or winter is too short. Does that throw <laughs> off our, our, our natural biorhythms or our, 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 our natural cycles? So, okay. <laughs> Go ahead. Get the laugh out. That's good. It's good to hear I'm you. sorry.
0: You said, you said now that Mother Nature's on crack. That was funny. <laughs> <had> my
1: moments.
0: <laughs> so... Yes and no, you know, we there are patterns and there are cycles, you know, and so the patterns don't really change. The general patterns don't change, right? We know one season will happen and then the next and then the next and then the next. <clears throat> what happens during that time, you know, based off of what we've done to the earth and all of that, you know, that's a whole other story, but I do still believe that uh, that it all affects things and that we have a relationship to it, so.
1: gotcha. And this is a total non-sequitur, but I'm fascinated with mushrooms and trees and how they're all connected and they can span miles and they're all by different pathways. I I don't know why I just, (laughs) because we're connected, I believe we're connected with nature totally.
0: Listen, I am really into trees. Like, I am really, and for those, you know, with smoking habits, I'm not talking about those trees. I'm talking about the trees that you go to see in the parks and that are, you know, there quietly, you know, live for hundreds of years, some of them. And yeah, fascinating.
1: Have you ever spoken to a tree? This is a, a arrested development lyric uh, from Tennessee, but have you ever spoken to a tree or just gone up to an old tree and asked for their wisdom or knowledge?
0: I have spoken to trees. And actually, okay. I love this. <laughs> actually, when I went to college, uh, I went to Hampton University, HU in the house. There was, there probably still is this beautiful tree that was right outside my dorm. And every morning I would go out there and sit with it. And it really helped me, you know, transition to college life and sort out some things. So. We had many conversations. Yeah. I've talked to you. This is a great transition to my
1: next question about you sitting in front of trees and being the, the class weirdo or freak. When did you first have that that moment, whether it was when you were a child or a teenager, that you know what, something <clears throat> is different about me? I have a, a, a uh, closer divine connection with the, with the deities, or my palpation mm-hmm. skills are off the chart. Anytime I go some, they're not they're near someone, I I can, I can sense their emotions, you know, (laughs) but when did you first have that, um, I guess awakening or calling?
0: Mm. Wow. I love it. Um, you know, it's a trick. It's, I believe it's all, I think we all have the potential within us. So I don't feel myself as, you know, um, supernatural or super different in that way, even though I've been told otherwise, you know? Um, You know, I I had some different experiences that when you're younger, you're not necessarily able to put it into words per se, or, you know, people already don't don't believe you. But, you know, as I came into my own more in high school, um, you know, different dreams and premonitions um, in college for certain, you know, it was revealed to me (laughs) that I could sometimes understand things that maybe weren't as evident to others. And the
1: specific path towards okay. acupuncture. Oh,
0: first. Yes.
1: Yes. The so many misconceptions myths about acupuncture, Ooh. sticking with knees up, yeah. I'm in the elevator with you, right? Can yes. I ask you, you have 30 seconds before I yes. go to my next, uh, the next um, floor. Explain okay. acupuncture, you have a spiel. Go ahead, what you do or what acupuncture is or you're on.
0: What acupuncture is I can say that yeah so acupuncture is the insertion of thin needles not thicker than a hair into specific locations of the body to help the energy flow within the meridians or pathways so they're like streets and highways that we have all over our body that many that people don't know is there but there's been an understanding and awareness of that for thousands of years.
1: That's very interesting stranger in an elevator. I have one other question. What do you, what's your specialty?
0: Yeah, so I specialize in women's health, uh, specifically maternal health, um, even though many of my patients aren't mothers. And uh, in my work, I am licensed as an acupuncturist um, in New York state, but a lot of my work is virtual um, at this time, but you know, I do foresee more acupuncture this year. Thank
1: you, Stranger in an, in an elevator. <laughs> these are now these are my own particular questions because yeah, um, SIE. In school,
0: what's that? SIE, Stranger in elevator. A
1: stranger in elevator. <laughs> That's my <laughs> moniker. <laughs> Back in the day when we were taught pelvic floor stuff, and it's a, it's a it's a whole system. Oh There's no way they can. That should be its own of course oh, so oh they God. thought Simmons college was excellent but they they can only teach us so much and i learned the concept of the pelvic floor being a hammock and it, and it kept everything you know held up or suspended and that's a that's, i don't think that's a valid representation so the more i learn the more i study and my new therapist dr mendes she actually wants to become a specialist in pelvic floor dysfunctions mm. i think of the pelvic floor as i like, got uh, layers like a trampoline It's not Mm. supposed to deform after a while. You have the sphincters, the muscles, the fascia, the ligaments, all keeping everything up. There's supposed to be some um, mobility, but it's not supposed to (laughs) fall down after a while. Mm. So long, long um, lead up to my question. Do you deal with a lot of pelvic floor issues, incontinence, um, uh, pain during urination, during sex, um, um, trigger point spasms?
0: Yes, yes, but... not as much as I would like to I I feel like what often happens is um specifically so some of this has taboo to it like for a lot of mothers a lot of women unless it's like you know where you are like having accidents all over the place you know people aren't always seeking I would in my experience my clinical experience seeking help until it's like really um you know, till it's reached an extreme, and then it takes a bit more time to, to heal. So yes and no, I do see it. But I think for certain that there are more people who deal with it than what I have, you know, proportionately or in my uh, clinical practice gotten to see.
1: And the word taboo, and I'm a male, a black man who knows that a lot of my clients, male, female, have some sort of, pelvic. oh, I suspect they have a pelvic dysfunction, the disorder. And they could be exhibiting lower back pain, groin pain, um, GI issues. And I want to, and I, I'm just starting to talk to them, open up the conversation Now you're having this symptom? This symptom? I'm not necessarily going to treat them, but at least I'll know, listen, I'm, I'm, I'm checking off these red flags. You need to go see a pelvic specialist. And I've done that three times mm. over the last two or three months. And Folks have come back very happy because they found it. Yeah, I did have some sort of uh, spasms up there or I was developing a prolapse. So I don't mind. I, I'm, not giving, I'm not like I'm giving away business. I'm sending this person to the right specialist.
0: Yeah, you know? I, that's this is this is the medicine. I feel like, you know, I think this is the medicine. We have all our different practitioners, but I believe in the end, it's patient centered medicine. What is that person that patient need? at a particular time. And, you know, none of us have all the answers. So it's great. I think. Which
1: is why I wanna fill up that um, black and Brooklyn business bingo. board. it's a long-term, I'll change that. But-
0: Hey, it's a I like it. I
1: kind of <laughs> <year. laughs> like it, stays.
0: They are four times
1: fast. <laughs> and for everyone who cannot, cannot see the board because it's a podcast, it's a board that I'm going to hopefully fill up by the end of 2021. Of all black owned businesses that focus on health, wellness, and or nutrition. And Danette happens to be my first guest, my first block on the blackboard. So it'll be on my website sooner than later. So thank you for being the first. Back to the questions. You. Why women's You're welcome. You're welcome, my dear. Why women's health? Why that direction? Why that path?
0: Yes. So hmm. You know. With women, even though some, some things can get very um, complex in terms of health, when we when you're able to understand more of a woman's cycle, you know, whether she's menopausal, perimenopausal, postmenopausal, rather, when you understand what her cycle was like, what um, different things that she experienced with her reproductive health, It can really help to solve things that maybe don't seem related. And so I feel like it's this sort of um, magic winning basket that when it goes in, it helps everything else. So it is, um, you know, it is something that women's health is something that I think is extremely important. Um, because the health of women, the health of mothers affects families, households, communities, you know. And so I feel like the stronger mothers, the stronger women are, the better communities do. So that's one of the. That's another reason. And then in terms of the structure of women's health in this country, well. <laughs> well health care
1: system the, the in this country. Bullshit. <laughs> 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 Bullshit.
0: <laughs> it needs some work,
1: oh.
0: it needs some work, so, <laughs>
1: go to Mexico, yeah. oh, Cuba, the health care system, the Cuba uh, man, uh, right on,
0: yeah, I mean, Europe, you know, all, all across the world, there's like, you know, on the women's health, maternal health front, what, what I've encountered in terms of reading and research is like, really ahead in the U.S., you know, you know yeah there's work to be done even though there's amazing practitioners but the structure itself you know that hammock you were talking about
1: right right
0: <laughs> it's on the ground So, are you
1: familiar with that text which is midwives and nurses i'm mixing he up has, the names yes i mention that all the time that medical apartheid just changed my way of
0: thinking about
1: mm. um medicine being usurped by uh men and also the atrocities and the tests and the experiments on us. So.
0: Yeah. I mean, medical apartheid, uh, you know, gets the gas phase. I mean, and, you know, with the work that I do around women's health and maternal health, you know, even like to speak about maternal health there weren't national statistics, you know, to even understand how bad things were, you know, and I don't know. I mean, I do know. And then when you look at, you know, other things that money has been put into and research, I mean, there's so many people doing so many wonderful things at this time, but just looking historically to be able to draw more patterns and trends, we are, you know, there are people who've been, you know, dedicating their lives doing wonderful things, but in my opinion, we're still scrambling because we don't know the full beginning of the story. And it wasn't set up by mothers, it wasn't set up by women, it wasn't set up with people with those experiences. So, yeah.
1: A lot of that information is lost, has been wiped out, or it wasn't valued originally, so it just wasn't um, written down and kept as notes. Is a fact. Yeah, but a witch did that. Oh yeah, we better, we better, we better, we better yeah, erase exactly. that.
0: Right. And some witches went on the low because, you know, that is a whole other thing, right?
1: <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Not getting sighted. So
1: what are you seeing now during uh, during COVID as far as symptoms, diagnosis? What are you seeing? What are the trends? What has changed?
0: Oh, my goodness. <clears throat> Apologize. East New York over here for this. Oh,
1: it's all right.
0: OK. Yes. Yeah, so. I just have to sort of draw a parallel or like just think from the beginning, like when, when the pandemic first started, it was like complete mayhem. <laughs> you know, it just seemed like whatever, sim whatever someone was dealing with was getting exacerbated. So, uh, you know, people, women was like, you know, I never have um, cramps during my cycle and now I'm having intense cramps or heavy bleeding. Um, yeah. Um, one woman was really concerned because she um, was having cramps and she was pregnant, you know, and so she was concerned. You know, fortunately, everything worked out for her. She birthed a beautiful baby, but you know, you name it, you name it. <laughs> stress-related,
1: or uh, it can, can it directly stress-related, or is it because people are sedentary, uh, change in nutrition? What are the major uh, causes?
0: So well, at the, the, it depends okay. on. Huh? Yeah. So this was at the beginning this was at the beginning, I think it was all stress. I think people's fears, um, and rightfully so, um, in terms of what the pandemic meant, were we gonna live, you know, were we all gonna be wiped out, you know, people were really stressed out for their family members, for work, for all, for the changes. Uh, So that's what I saw more uh, in the beginning. Um, Definitely, you know, throughout the pandemic, uh, fatigue, you know, a lot of moms, um, because I I serve, you know, like I said, I serve women, but Mm -hmm. a number of mothers who I serve, are tired, because they're working, and they're homeschooling, and they're doing many more jobs than, um, than prior, Um, you know, sometimes more headaches, which I think is stress related, and definitely being inside more um, sedentary, you know, as, as you mentioned, sedentary lifestyle, and also, what it means just collectively to have gotten like less vitamin D, you know, and what that does right, for our, right. and our connection to the sun. I mean, there's so many things, you know, and how that affects horm- you know, our hormones. So yeah, it's it's been varied, but in the beginning, exacerbation of everything, it was like whatever was going on was like heightened, and then more of a decrease of energy, definitely people concerned about their weight, um, you know, and people also are dealing with respiratory conditions as well that may or may not be um, related to COVID, but people are, you know, worried, concerned as should be. So, yeah.
1: And the lingering symptoms post-COVID, I'm hearing scary things about uh, the loss of um, smell or taste that's been three months, five months, six months has not returned. What are you seeing with your population as far as with that? Uh, Danette, I had COVID three months ago and this is still, still an issue.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think that um, I have um, seen that in terms of people with the still dealing with loss of taste. Some people still just dealing with um, their breathing, not necessarily mm-hmm. being as um, comfortable um, as prior, you know, I think one parallel that I've noticed, older, young people who went into it healthier, I think, have tended to bounce back quicker than those who went in um, who weren't as healthy or dealing with less pre-existing conditions. So that is one parallel that I've witnessed clinically.
1: What are, what are the, uh, these, these folks that are coming to you? Hmm post-COVID, I know this is a hard question, <laughs> but other things, let me ask another question, are there three things you can tell people, you know what, we're still in this COVID COVID zeitgeist environment, mm. make sure you keep your zinc up, your vitamin C, what herbs or what could you can you suggest to boost our immune system?
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, can I include activities? Yes, you can.
1: You can include acupuncture also.
0: Okay. All right. (laughs) Well, the first thing I would say is to make sure that people are really getting good quality sleep. I think Mm. that's one of the things that sometimes can go out the window because we're, you know, we're not conscious during our sleep. And so, you know, we're more conscious. There's sometimes people who are very conscious about their eating and their um, supplements and all that's really important. But in my opinion, if you're not getting good quality sleep, then your body isn't fully getting time to be able to know what to do with all of the good things that you've given to it during the day. And so I I always compare it to like, if you have a boss and all day they're putting stuff on your desk, on your desk, on your desk, and you're like, when are they gonna leave? Sleep is when the boss leaves and the body, which is, you know, ourselves gets to sort out the mess from the day. Or, or beyond that day. So, you know, good quality sleep, making sure you're sleeping in a darkened environment. Um, ideally, not sl- using your cell phone as an alarm, like giving your body space from, you know, these, this amazing technology, but we need breaks from it. So um, I think that that's really important, you know, not sleeping with the TV on, you know, I have a lot of patients who you know, live with other people who like to, you know, room or bed with other people who want to have the TV on. I'm like, y'all got to figure something out because it's not good for them either. So sleep, making sure you're getting good quality sleep is really important and not too late. We all have a melatonin time. So a time where we, did you hear that?
1: (laughs) I did, loudly. I think my eardrum was just burst.
0: This is true. The the computer, the alarms were like, ding. (laughs) Yes, we all have a melatonin time where we naturally start getting sleepy and lots of times we push past it. But if that, if you notice there's a time where you start getting sleepy, make sure to set things up so that you follow that melatonin time because the chances of you having a good quality rest are more likely. Um, and second, I think vitamin D is really, really important. Um, you know, there's research documenting um, some of the importance of that during this time. And so um, cod liver oil, you know, go old school with it. It's an excellent source of vitamin D. I no, have, Grandma, no. No, no. I have some that's, cho- so my son, I'm used to giving him that, but I tried to get brand new with it. There's a chocolate one I found and he seemed so happy with, listen, but it grows on you. I look, Wait, I actually look- You're
1: combining chocolate, chocolate it. and fish.
0: Listen, combi- but
1: you are combining chocolate, chocolate, and fish.
0: I know there's
1: no combination tuna and Hershey, um, squid and oh, spin, the, spin the fish. I don't know, anyways, that's that sounds awful.
0: Squid cat, <laughs>
1: however, yes. I, I did balk at bear and bacon or ice cream and bacon. Bacon goes well with a lot of beautiful things as long as it is, it's not it's not as salty as the bacon so back to what you're saying cotton <laughs> liver oil and vitamin d i digress
0: yes um so i think that's really important so sleep i'm sorry i'm still on the bacon ice cream next thing you know ben and jerry's are gonna have <laughs> try it Boston road <laughs> um <laughs> so yes <yeah>, sleep <laughs> sleep Cod liver oil, and I'm I'm going to, you know, there's a lot of things I could say. I'm going to say very importantly, because there's lots of herbs, you know, I, I think the easiest thing to go with are food grade herbs. So like something like garlic, right? Like people take concentrated garlic capsules, right? This is really... Great for a lot of different reasons. I'm not suggesting that. I'm just saying to cook, to cook with garlic. Mm-hmm. That's really great for helping to keep the immune system well. And I've never seen anybody, you know, OD on you know, <laughs> on garlic, sauteing, you know, using garlic. So what I was originally going to say, you asked me for three, but this isn't an addition. It's rather a subtraction, like to really look at like our um intake of like white flour and sugar um dairy i'm not saying to give it up because some people you know that they're not going to do that <laughs> I'm not, it. And it may not even be the issue for everybody but what'd you say
1: they need it i have to have sugar i have to have flour in my diet while so wither and die is that what you're saying
0: I think that, you know, Starbucks is keeping a lot of people alive right now, (laughs) you know, and all of these things. But I do, I have, we do believe um, in traditional Asian medicine that flour, dairy, these things can um, increase mucus, uh, Mm -hmm. sugar. And so during these times, and really, you know, as I work with people, you know, obviously COVID is the big thing. It's been the big thing, right? But We're in, we don't, I don't want to freak anybody out, like, you know, prayerfully COVID, that's it for like ever, right? But truthfully, we're exposed to pathogens all the time. And the best thing we can do is to keep our immune system strong. And the dairy, the flour makes things stick a bit more that could, that may not without it. So that's my bonus.
1: We started talking, you mentioned activity also. Is there anything you wanted to
0: Oh yeah, well, the activity lifestyle was the sleep, but um, yeah, mm. movement, movement is essential. And actually in my postgraduate work, the, the, my specialization was women's health and geriatrics. And so with Jerry, yeah, I'm, I'm it's part of what has led me to the work that I do also is I'm all about prevention because I got to really understand what happens at the end of life? And what are the things that, you know, set people up? You know, I have my oldest patient right now, she is 94. Next month, she'll be 95. And she is amazing. We've been working together for years. And some of her health practices and some of what she does, some of the the shape that she's in is better than, you know, some patients I've seen, you know, 40 years younger, you know, and she... Does, she gets up and she does her calisthenics. You know, you see her move. She moves very quickly, you know? So um, anyway, to bring it back, the um, importance of moving chi and moving blood, like we started out in terms of talking about qigong, whatever it is, I think sometimes people feel like they have to hit the gym. Um, and not everybody wants to go to a gym at this time. You know, if you do, great. But I think it's important for people to do what they love and make regular time for that. Yeah.
1: Sleep, nutrition,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and I guess vitamin D and food grade herbs fall into nutrition. And you were saying activity falls under sleep.
0: Well, right? I, when I was saying, cause you, I thought you, you were saying to like list three, like herbs, things people can do in this time. And so yeah. I yeah. added an activity. So I was thinking of sleep as an activity. I mean, it's, the least.
1: <laughs> <you can> <laughs> Nevertheless. Some people make it a sport.
0: <laughs> Listen, that's true. Too much is also not so good. But most people mm-hmm. are under. I think a lot of people are underslept and under high, dehydrated.
1: Or yeah. true. Oh, my goodness. Ah. Yes. Yes, yes, yes,
0: yes, yes. Yes. And our poor cells and tissues are like, help me, please.
1: Yes. The next. Three or four weeks ago, I didn't know what was wrong with me. I could not concentrate. My body was achy. I was getting, for lack of a better term, depressed. I was down. Everything was just hitting me once mentally. And I thought, you know, I need to see someone. Something's going on. I need to go on some sort of meds. And I just started drinking water like crazy. I was, I hadn't, I was dehydrated. I usually drink a gallon a day. But three days for three days prior, I was drinking maybe a quart because I've been so busy. Mm-hmm. Once I hydrated, first of all, my body just felt like not to be aesthetically up. Uh, muscles came out again. I my color in my face came back. Um, uh, I was standing up tall. I wasn't as achy. I wasn't as fatigued. So yes, dehydration is a big, 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 big one that we often miss during our screening processes with our clients.
0: Yes, it's huge. It's huge. And I feel like for some people during COVID, it's either gotten worse or better. <laughs> you know what I mean?
1: Like, <laughs> Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, regimen and then sometimes we have to shift our regimen and ha- you know have we have have we shifted our regimen to you know fit our body's needs and then something else changes you know like I used to have like my whole water set up and I knew how I was doing it all the time I dropped my son off I'd have this bottle and this bottle and then at some point I'm, I'm not doing that regimen and so other things are falling off you know my water was very off so yeah it's real
1: it's like Plants,
0: yes, leaves,
1: and yes. The water. You stop watering and different things. I just made that up. I'm using that metaphor and I'm keeping it. Yes. Yes. <laughs>
0: okay. I'm. Should I go deep for a moment?
1: Please, please. I
0: go deep with it.
1: We've already talked about trees, so let's go deep. <laughs> let's go to the roots. The roots.
0: Okay. We will do that. So after I completed um my first. Um, my training as an acupuncturist. So this was my graduate work. I got to study with a shaman. Where? Um, he, came, he was in New York. He was, I was gonna joke, oh. that he was a Bronx shaman. He was, he was from the Burkina Faso, he, he is from the Burkina Faso. And um, what was so incredible to me, we learned the different elements, numbers that go along with the different elements. Phenomenal. Um, he wrote a book of Water and the Spirit, Maladoma uh, Somme. And so the same elements that are in that system are the same ones that are in traditional Asian medicine, right? And the numbers, there are a lot of correspondences. And I think this is really important. I digress for a moment because lots of times, like I know when I first got out of acupuncture school, people were very hesitant about, oh, does that work? And I don't know about this. And, you know, sometimes people, you know, don't realize that, The wealth of a medicine, you know, and traditional Asian medicine is phenomenal. So, anyway, so all of that to say, with your talk about plants and trees, we are both actually in what's called like the nature clan, which is all about plants and trees. So, I find it phenomenal. Anytime I work with somebody, I try to figure out like what clan they're in. So I figured that out about you (laughs) like a while ago. So what what, clan? Well,
1: I'm in what clan? I'm in the plant
0: clan. Nature clan. (laughs) yeah yeah so what you're talking about in terms of like everybody needs water but nature clan people like it really can affect us and then when we have it Uh, in we we come back to life like our our plants so yeah
1: and if you are in clan of the cave bears
0: clan of the what
1: cave bears
0: (laughs) oh man i haven't studied that one yet that's the sixth element (laughs) we gotta create another (laughs)
1: mr net mr net I want. This is the time to bring people to you uh, and to tell, who do you serve? Right now, tell people out there, who do you serve? Who's your main audience, your target audience, and how can they reach you?
0: Oh, wow. Okay. These are big questions, Richard. So let me try. You'll have a lot of this.
1: All all of this information will be in the show notes. So don't go crazy and try to (laughs) (laughs) www.
0: Well, when you say who I serve, I mean, it's interesting. I led this webinar a while ago, and there was somebody on there from, like, South Africa, which was wild. You know, I had no idea that, you know, this is this is the day and time we're living in, where you don't know who's listening in and who who is participating. So with the virtual consultations, I really, and my, you know, online stuff, it could be anybody anywhere, but more specifically... So women's health specialist um, and maternal health specialist. A lot of my work um, is about helping women be their healthiest, helping mothers be their healthiest. Um, A lot of this, my work is about decreasing um, health disparities that, you know, we just are swimming in water that we don't even necessarily get to like stop and like notice how affected we are by things and so um with some of the things that can happen uh after birth because people just think about like postnatal like soon after you've had a child but you know there's more and more that's being shown that this can have effect on uh women for like a very long time like um So when I wrote my book, I wrote a book, A Taste of Our Own Medicine, Uh, it focuses a lot on postnatal depletion, how to nurture mothers, improve communities. I wrote, so this is going to be a long story. Is this okay?
1: (laughs) No, it's not okay. You have to stop right now.
0: Okay. That everybody, that Dr. Danette (laughs) No, this kind of comes back to something I meant to say earlier. So, yeah. Yes. So part of how I got into serving more with more um, mothers in my practice is after I had my son, I got so sick for years and I didn't know what was going on. And one of my friends sent me a link about postnatal depletion. And I was like, I think this is what it is. And I'd seen different doctors and different health practitioners and people were doing their best to be of assistance. But you know, my health really plummeted. Specifically, my son—he was put back on a, a newborn feeding schedule when he was five months, and we were finally sleeping through the night. And he, you know, gained the weight that they wanted him to gain, and my body—it went down. And so, you know, I had specialized in women's health. I had taught um, obstetrics and gynecology at acupuncture school. I'd done all of this. You know work with women and I was just like how could I not know about this and then I got to see that really a lot of what's out there you know there are things like we're in 2021 but when I was doing the research for my book this was like back like 2014-2015 the, the whole thing about maternal mortality wasn't out there like what it was and really it's, it was that if a mother's going in through anything then it's postpartum depression it must be depression And so, and I actually was speaking with a mother this week who is dealing with some serious neck and shoulder issues. So I'm going to try to get her to see you, um, you know, who was prescribed antidepressants and it's nothing against the people who do the prescribing. Everybody's just doing the best that they can, but we have a real opportunity. I believe, um, in traditional Asian medicine and all different, you know, um, different types of medicine to be able to help people when they realize that there's an issue. And so my work is all about um, encouraging women and mothers to like, notice what's going on with your body and seek help and get the assistance that you need um, until it's corrected pretty much. Because I've seen, um, you know, mothers in their seventies talking about things that they started dealing with health wise after they gave birth. And that's like, 30 years ago they're like oh well that's just what happened you know they said that's just what happens and it just gets worse you know um yeah
1: when you're talking about depletion are you talking about hormonal depletion or is, is this directly related to the uh, trauma of of giving birth what do you what do you what are you referring to
0: yeah Yeah. So, I mean, there's different levels to it. It's not necessarily a hormonal depletion, although the hormones for certain, there can be an imbalance with it, but Mm -hmm. the depletion is more so um, like strong fatigue, joints going out, like things not functioning properly within the body. So, Mm -hmm. you know, joints. So we've got physically, you know, like our joints and we've got the different, different systems as well. So,
1: how do you screen for that or what are you looking for? What are the red flags?
0: Yeah, I mean, this is the thing, right? So there, there's more work that's being done on an awareness of what's called maternal morbidity, right? There's this whole thing about maternal mortality, mortality, mortality. but there's a statistic, I think they say like for every one woman who dies from like a pregnancy related, um, you know, from pregnancy or childbirth that 20 or 30 deal with like an acute or chronic, uh, acute or chronic maternal morbidity, right? And so these still isn't even like, know, you know, the research and all that still isn't even there to understand what are the effects that it, you know, has or can have on mothers, you know, on, on women. And you know, you look long term at some of the things that uh, mothers end up, you know, dealing with in terms of health, and you just wonder, what could we have done along mm-hmm. the way? You know, and so that's kind of like where I come in. I think of myself as like, I haven't seen the whole thing, but like Queen Latifah is the equalizer. I come in <laughs> <laughs> and I just like, what?
1: <laughs>
0: I really try without the, you know, without the violence <laughs> Queen, though. um I thought I was the only one. No, you're not. Um, I, I come in and I just try to say, what is it that if that was fixed, it would help your day? It would help. You think it would help your, you know, we're all so much giving to our families, giving here and there, but what is it that you need for yourself that you feel like? Is hopeless or can't be addressed or you're too scared to. And so, you know, many times like you, I will do referrals. It depends on what's going on, but you know, I help them to balance out their constitution or within the scope of traditional Asian medicine. So that's using tongue, looking at their um using tongue diagnosis. So looking at what their tongue looks like, getting a rate from their pulse, their most recent blood pressure, and like a very long intake. Where I'm able then to put together a pattern to understand more of what's going on with them, so I can make the appropriate recommendations.
1: And then I believe that, huh? No, please continue.
0: And then I have some people who, you know, they're just waiting until their children are old enough, and so I won't ever see them. And so, you know, they'll be like such and such. I'm sending such and such to you, and I'm like, well, they haven't come. I. I get a lot of those like, you know, emails, texts, and all of that. So I have um, a site where mothers can buy um, herbs that can help balance the different cycles that they're at. So, you know, some women are looking to conceive, you know, and so there are herbs. Lots of times, you know, the whole thing is about, you know, I want to have the baby. Help me have the baby. But the body, I think, is the best accountant there is. Hmm. So if, you're not, if the body is the best accountant there is, it does not miss anything. It does not miss the extra drop of water, exercise, whatever you're supposed to get. It's like mm-hmm, didn't pay that or that or that. So it's not even you know it gets it can be very emotional and personal for women um, in terms of conceiving, but it really is just about helping the body to feel like it has enough to give you know, in those ways that the body's protecting itself. So herbs, I have help for women who um, want to make sure, want to help to increase their fertility in case they want to have a baby. Maybe they're not certain. You know, I feel like it's a good, a lot of people talk about freezing their eggs, right? So there are things that people can do to keep their health up because when you freeze your eggs, that's a great option, but you know, you have a, one or two-year-old, they're all over the place. You got to have your energy up as well, right? So it's also about taking care of the body. Um, I have um, soup herbs that I recommend um, that women take after they've given birth to help to replenish, but it's not just for them. It's for people um, with um, a history of heavy periods because that can affect pain. That can affect all sorts of things in the body if there's a deficiency of the energy of the blood. So I'm really big on rebuilding that Um, for people who've had like recent GYN surgery, it can help with just strengthening the body back. And then also love for women going through menopause, Um, perimenopause is real. And so as opposed to waiting to someone's like full-fledged menopause, there's things we can do to help um, bring balance to the body when we say strengthen the yin energy. So I have herbs that do that as well, so thinking about, you know, thinking of a master plan.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Eric being Rakim.
0: No doubt.
1: (laughs) You know the song, okay, good. I'm old, you're not as old as I am, but that's my favorite song.
0: Listen, my son is eight and he, you know, we, Bashara, you know, Bashara has, really schooled him heavily on Rakim. So if he was here, he would have jumped in and started, he knows that, the whole song thinking of a master plan. The long
1: version i hope
0: <laughs> yes
1: yes so know what to do to take or to, uh, to to avoid covid
0: yes
1: know the difference between postpartum depression versus postpartum depletion mm. and to get your herbs in right to stay healthy mm. especially you women folk out there mm. how do we contact miss wonderful supreme doctor danette oh, how do they, they contact are- you
0: Oh, goodness. Okay. Well, you can email me, Dr. Danette, at drdanettebean.com. You can also um, reach me um, via the website, which is healthymamasinharmony.com.
1: Say that one more time, please. Healthy Harmony.
0: Healthymamasinharmony.com.
1: See, that's why I have you sitting on me because I will hack it. People will be going (laughs) to the wrong website. Upcoming (laughs) promotions or events.
0: Oh man, it depends. I mean we have um <laughs>
1: it depends <you> know. <laughs> when I post the podcast. <laughs> How about what's going on in April? Yes. And what's going on in May?
0: Yes. Gotcha. <laughs>
1: Sorry. <laughs> I put the podcast this podcast out for Kwanzaa. We missed yeah. all your events.
0: All right. What did Talib Kwali say? No. Thinking of another rhymer. Um, just make a joke. Oh yeah, with the Kuji Jakulia. Talking about Kwanzaa. There was a. We're talking about Rakim. I was thinking about rap, and then I was thinking about. Anonymous. You were making a
1: lyric.
0: <laughs> yeah, I was. Yes, happens all the time. So yes, April we got um, special promotion going on for Black Maternal Health Week, that um, I believe starts April 11th. Yes, no, April 12th. It'll be going on April 12th. And um, at that time, you know, for people who um, buy the replenished soup herbs, then they will be getting an additional special treat um, if they are buying the monthly uh, supply. So that's going on for Black Maternal Health Week. And then um, the anniversary of my book, A Taste of Viral Medicine, is going to be four years old for so we're going to be doing some some sort of special thing by Mother's Day for that so oh, everyone and-
1: all this information will be in the show notes so don't worry about memorizing everything it will be in the show notes
0: yes Sorry. and we I are going to have our online Qigong I'm going to do a, um, a Qigong class too uh, for Qigong Day so that National Qigong Day so that's going to be like the last week in April so yeah
1: Qigong is badass, people. It's badass. It's badass. It's not oh. easy. Don't think of just throwing your arms up in the air and swing. There's some difficult movements, but like anything else, you put the work in, it pays off uh, uh, with your health. It's a it's a nice, healing, healthy cerebral modality. Yeah. Would you agree?
0: I so agree. It's so agree. Aligned. You just get aligned. Yes. Yeah.
1: Is there anything else you'd like to leave? with your viewers, with our viewers, with our listeners. No one's viewing this unless we make this into a webinar. So any last points, gems, nuggets of wisdom.
0: No pressure. No, I'm just joking. Yeah, I mean I think that, you know, we are we're at a really important time in history. I mean I think every time in history has has been important, but I think we're in a really important one right now. And there are a lot of people who have Felt really panicked about um, COVID, and then panicked about, you know, throughout this whole time. And I think that, you know, in my opinion, what this time has done is exposed weaknesses, and we all need support. And so there are ways, there are remedies to, to address whatever weaknesses, imbalances, help that's needed. You know, um, many of my patients feel like, you know, have been told that there's not a way, you know, and I'm not a miracle worker. So I'm not saying that. I will say that in nature, there are all kinds of remedies. There are all kinds of things that are possible. And so when you know within yourself that you don't feel well, and if the lab work says you're fine, seek other help. Seek other help, you know, you know, we have these tests, you're all these amazing things, but nobody knows your body better than you. And, and don't delay, you know, just take good care of your body because you only have one and listen to it. Give it what it needs.
1: Thank you. Thank you. This has been, so I knew it was going to be fun, but uh, beyond my expectations, thank you for the laugh and the giggles. Thank you for the knowledge. Everyone, I'm saying goodbye to my wonderful guest, Dr. Bain, and um, yeah, everything will be in the show notes. Thank you for your time.
0: Thank you, you, Richard, for all that you do. You are phenomenal. Thank you for this. Yeah, I
1: know. (laughs) (laughs) Be well. Have a blessed day.
0: Peace. All right. Peace.
1: Thank you for listening to Move Evolution's Heal, Move, and Evolve podcast. Did you like this episode? Then please help us grow, rate, and review us. And if you'd like more great life fitness content, please hit the subscribe button. And find out more about Move Evolution on our moveevolution.com website to see how we can help you heal, move, and evolve.